Today's show, because we are talking NBA free agency, our divisional breakdown is the NFC East, and we have an awesome big board segment. So let's go. Trophy Kids presented by Bad News Media. It is July 3rd, and Kawhi Leonard has yet to ruin the NBA free agency market. How are you doing today, sir? Doing well. How are you? Doing great. We're recording this at about 8.13 p.m., so, you know, while we're recording this, I'm sure Kawhi will sign. But as of right now, he is still the only big market marquee player not to have signed, and I am waiting for him to absolutely ruin the NBA again by signing with the Lakers. Because right now, the way free agency has gone in the offseason – the landscape for the NBA has looked, it has looked better in decades, probably. Yeah, it's very exciting. I have no clue who's going to win. No <laughs> idea. Um, so, yeah, that's cool. Um, and for whatever reason, earlier today, I realized I kind of forgot that Clay Thompson's not going to come. So, it's basically going to be Steph and Draymond. And but D'Angelo yeah. Russell. Which so, <laughs> yeah, but I keep hearing he's, he's now, he may get shipped off as well. That's the only thing that makes sense, which I think we should just dive right into the free agency. We'll start with that one, I guess. D'Angelo Russell, when he moved, I was like, what, what was the point there? Are you guys just going to try to outscore teams 145 to 140? Like, there's no defense involved if you have him on the court. So I would assume he is a trade piece and an asset to move. <laughs> yeah, I, I was very surprised by that. I thought that was weird. Um, I would assume, yeah, they're going to move him. Um, I saw maybe... Who ends up happening to him the hats to him. But yeah, I mean, and then I was also, I was also surprised no one apparently wants him on his cousins. I know yeah. he's injury prone, but apparently no one wants him. So. Weird not to have a market for him. Um, yeah. Injury prone, but still, I'm sure he, he's obviously not getting a match, but you could get him for some decent. There are some teams that have cap money that could, that could sign him. We should start with, I guess, the biggest free agency, and that is Kemba Walker is now a Celtic. My, <laughs> my Celtics have gotten themselves. The marquee guy in the free agency with Kemba Walker and Kyrie is gone. <laughs> he is out the door. Um, yeah, Kemba to the Celtics. Um, Kyrie, see you later. Um, <laughs> we got ourselves here in Washington. We got ourselves Isaiah Thomas. Yes, you did. Celtic stars. <laughs> he is. <laughs> I saw he signed a two-year deal. Good for Isaiah. I mean, the short men do not age well in the NBA, but still love the guy. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and then Durant. Durant obviously nets uh, with Kyrie. That'll be interesting. Um, I don't I don't know if Kyrie's going to be able to lead them in the playoffs. No. That is a, we're going to pay him his max deal to get three years out of him. Because they're essentially, what, paying him, I guess? Because he's not going to play next year. So it's basically like paying something like $55 million, I think, for the next three years, which I still don't think it's going to work. I think those two are going to end up hating each other. Um, also, shout out to the New York media. Have fun with those guys because Kyrie was the dickhead who was like, when we all saw him in the tunnel during the All Star game, like they got two max contracts and everybody was like freaking out. He's like, there's no reason to freak out. Well, there was because that's exactly what you were talking about. So exactly. shut up, you flat earther, like weirdo. Um, <laughs> two snakes. Yeah, two snakes. Yeah, two guys that I do do not think are going to get along in the end run. I guess we should also mention. New York Knicks. I was thinking about back about this. Before the lottery, the New York Knicks fans legitimately thought they were going to get Zion, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving, and they've gotten Julius Randle out of the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, they got Julius Randle and Bobby Portis. That's really exciting. Um, yeah, the poor New York Knicks. And the thing with the NBA is it's not like the NFL. They make you use your cap, so they're just going to have to give an obscene amount of money to just some B player. So, I mean, C player maybe. Like it. Yeah, the Knicks are a disaster. Yeah. They had the worst owner in the world. Nick Daniel Snyder looked like a king. 
if you're a Knicks fan, I think what you literally, I think you guys all have to band together and just not go to games. That doesn't mean you can't still watch them on TV, but if you're a season ticket holder, I think you have to cancel your season tickets. If you're thinking about tickets, you just cannot buy them and just not go. Like, that is embarrassing what has happened this free agency, and it's all because of your owner. Because they wanted to go to New York, they just went to the Brooklyn Nets, who have completely cucked the Knicks in New York in that, that space right now. And you look at next year's free agency, there is nobody. Like, this was the year. Like, unless Anthony Davis pulls out of the Lakers, which I would assume he probably won't, we'll have to wait and see, but there isn't much next year in free agency. So this is about as nightmare of a nightmare situation you get for the New York Knicks. But it's also nice to knock them down a peg, given they still think they're relevant in, like, this awesome franchise that everybody wants to go to. Meanwhile, nobody since Melo has decided to go there. New York always has this reputation of being like a place where players want to go play and like the Knicks are some attractive destination and they haven't been attractive since like Patrick Ewing was on the team. Like, or Mel, I mean, I give it to Melo, but like, honestly, they have not been an attractive team to play for in forever. No. Yeah. It's, it's an absolute disaster in New York as far as the Knicks go. Brooklyn, I mean, they're not an awesome franchise because I still feel like the Celtics are going to have picked from that fleece of a deal they had with Garnett and Paul Pierce until the day I die. But... <laughs> That is nice if you're if you're one of the like random Nets fans out there uh, to have Kyrie and Durant. Uh, the other big move was Jimmy Butler. I guess has just decided to give up trying to win a ring because he's doing that kind of like Manny Machado going down to a nice little beach vacation and just playing out the rest of his days, making a sweet sweet deal on the beach. <laughs> Jimmy Butler is just a strange individual. <laughs> I mean, I think like he just he strikes me as someone who like doesn't want any other stars on his team he just wants to be the man and he just wants to be angry and be mean to everyone <laughs> i kind of love him i think he's kind of hilarious i mean yeah the all-time greatest move is when he showed up to the the practice and took the scrubs and beat the starters in uh what was it show who was he on chicago jesus my memory's lapsing here wait what did you say sorry when Jimmy Butler decided to take the scrubs and just... Oh, when he was on the Timberwolves? Yes, the Timberwolves. There we go. I was going to say the Timberwolves, and I was like, that doesn't sound right. It was the Timberwolves, yeah. <laughs> he was just yelling at everyone and all the coaches. <laughs> it's one of the best stories ever. Oh, so great. I don't know what the 76ers are going to do, because while, yeah, they signed Tahoe Harris, I guess they decide they just don't want to shoot the ball anymore, because their biggest enemy next year is going to be through three-point line. Lose J.J. Redick to New Orleans, which New Orleans is looking better and better each day. They are. And then you literally have nobody who can really shoot the basketball on this team. So I don't know what the plan is with the 76ers. I mean, a ton of talent that can get to the yeah. rim, but just pack it in. and Their worst enemy is a three-point line. Exactly. And then today's NBA, that's pretty much the worst thing to be your worst enemy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's how you win. Yeah, it is how you win in today's NBA. Um, the other notable thing, back to sort of my Celtics, Al Horford leaving, trying to replace him with Cantor. Obviously, you're not going to replace Al Horford. That is a good move for a guy who's going to help mold, like, Embiid and, like, hopefully get him to, like, stop eating like shit and, like, train and be an actual pro because he is the ultimate pro. That hurts for the Celtics losing him. Cantor's a decent villain, though. I'm not mad about that. Him mixed with Kemba and everybody else, I think they're in a good spot. So, overall, free agency's been awesome. It's just... Yeah. Utah Jazz are doing great things. It, like, the landscape, the East looks awesome. If Kawhi goes back to Toronto, it'll be the first time once Clay comes back in a year and Durant comes back in a year, the NBA will be evenly mixed with a ton of awesome games and competition going on. Yeah, so I, I agree. I definitely hope he just goes back to Toronto and we just have a great upcoming season. Yeah, I would agree. We'll see. It'd be the first time in a while that I'd actually maybe care about the NBA 
where he's like, oh, I'll just check in with Golden State's and whoever in the East made it to it. Yeah. Um, moving on to what is always our favorite segment, our NFL Divisional Breakdown. This week, we are doing your division, the NFC East. So, given it is your division, I will give you the honors of picking the first team we decide to break down here. Oh, let's talk about the New York football giants. <laughs> oh. I, I mean, we hit the Knicks fans early, and now we're going to hit them again with the Giants. But go ahead. Oh. And, uh, start Bad off. times. <laughs> Bad times in New York. Let me tell you something. Really, couldn't happen to nicer people. <laughs> it could not happen to a better bunch. Um, just always thinking about others up there in New York. Um, this is a bad football team. Um, there's just no, there's no way around it. I, I don't know who the hell's going to start a quarterback. Poor Saquon Barkley, man. He oh. is stud with no one really around him. I like Golden Tate, but I mean, it's like you lose Odell and you replace him with Golden Tate. Let's be serious here. I mean, Hall of Famer replaced with Golden Tate. Nice player, but no, he's, he's not Odell Beckham. They gave mine to Sterling Shepard. I think he's a fine player, but this is just a bad team. It's a really bad team, and I do feel bad. I feel like Barkley's going to turn into our uh, generation, Barry Sanders, where it's like this incredible talent on the field who just gets run into the ground, retires early because he just is going to take a shot. You know, his body is built for it for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is sad because that is a huge waste of the talent. I like Evan Ingram at tight end. Yeah. But I think he has potential. Eli is aging in an incredibly terrible way. Uh, Daniel Jones, the plan is there to have him sit for a couple of years, which was a wild move. The defense doesn't look great. You've got a, I mean, I like the Darrell Peppers at safety. That's a nice pickup. Um, Alex Ogletree, decent linebacker. But overall, yeah, bad just, defense. And it's just they lost their one of their best players in defense. They lost Landon Collins. Um, they got rid of Damon Harrison. Um, I, yeah, I don't know what they're, I don't know what Dave Gettleman's doing. Um, I like what he's doing because he just shipped Odell off. I, I was so happy about that. Odell just eats us alive. So that was great. Bye bye. Um, yeah, I don't know what he's doing, but I see this as a three to four win team. I'm with you. Bottom of the barrel. They the nice thing is they can get off to not even a fast start. But, like, they have my Bucks in week three, so maybe they'll win there. Who knows what my Bucks will look like. But, yeah, yeah, I've got them winning three to four games at max, probably. Bottom of the barrel once again in just another hard, hard winter if you are a New York. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tough winter. Great. Real tough winter to be living in, in New York City or being a New York fan around the country. Real tough. <laughs> winter is coming, and it is not going to be kind to you. <laughs> Not at all. All righty. Um, moving on. Which one do you want to go with next year? Well, I'm going to pull a little Skip Bayless here. My Washington Redskins. There you go. All right. <laughs> How are we feeling? Now, um, what we'd say about my Washington Redskins, believe it or not, my Washington Redskins would have made the playoffs the past two seasons if we did not just get murdered with injuries. Um, yeah. I know that sounds funny, and people probably don't even realize it, but it's the God's honest truth. We were 6-3 and three last year, and Alex Smith's leg just snaps in half. So we put in Colt McCoy, who plays one full game, and then his leg snaps in half. Then we put in Mark Sanchez, who's a bum, and then we play Josh Johnson. Um, I mean, like, what do you expect with a team? We start six and three, and we finish seven and nine. We went, we got in two games. We went on to our fourth quarterback. I mean, no one could win that way. My dog's crying. Hold on. Hey, what's up? So yeah, and but unfortunately, I, I don't think that this team is gonna be the 
average to decent team that we were the past two, three seasons. I, I think we may take a step back. Um, just the quarterback position lacks. There's a whole situation going on with Trent Williams. We have no wide receivers, just none whatsoever. And Jordan Reed, I mean, he's a stud, but he's always hurt. So I, I just think the offense is really going to struggle. I love our defense. I love our defensive line. I love the Montez Sweat draft pick. Um, I like the addition of Landon Collins. Ruben Foster's injury crushed us. I don't love us up the middle. So I, I don't know. I think the Skins can compete, but I don't think we're going to be playoff yeah, I'm with you. I, look, and you hit it right on the head with the injuries. I think you guys had the most line combinations at one point with that offensive oh, yeah. line. I mean, that has been the medical staff in the Redskins either need to pay raise for dealing with those injuries or need to all be fired because they yeah. can't keep anybody healthy. One, one of the, the two. two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somebody needs to figure that out quick. Um, there's a, yeah, I, I like uh, Dwayne Haskin pick, but he's obviously not going to be a day one, I would think, day one starter. We'll see, but I hope, I hope not. not. Yeah. Um, Montez Sweat, great pick. Um, Bryce Love, if his knee can come back when he tears ACL, I believe, you know, that could be yeah. decent. But I love the running backs. Yeah. Love. Running back depth is great. I, I, I got them like eight and eight, maybe. Um, seven yeah. and nine, right about where they were last year. Um, yeah. Case Keenum being the starter, probably, or Colt McCoy isn't great options in the NFL. Um, you're right. And the start of the schedule is just brutal for yes. the Skins. Uh, we could start a five. I think we made between the Giants in there. You have first five. No, no, no. Yeah. You have Eagles, Cowboys, Bears, Giants, Patriots, Miami. So that's first six. You got Miami week six. Well, we got Giants. You just said right. Yeah, Giants too. So there's yes. Yeah, that is that is the one common theme across the NFC East. The NFC East has some brutal schedules this year across the board, uh, and yeah. you guys definitely do not have any favors in there, um, to say the least. <laughs> The ending is a little easier. It's a little easier towards the end, but yeah, the beginning is real rough. Um, finally, we have a bye week in the middle of the season and not like week four like we always get, which is nice. But um, yeah, I mean, you said it. I, I agree. I think we're a seven to eight win team. Um, I hope Keenum comes in, starts maybe the first four games, and then hopefully we can get Haskins in there. But but yeah, I mean, I kind of like them third, maybe second in the NFC East. I don't really see the NFC East as being like some powerhouse division. Landon Collins, nice pickup for, for the Redskins. We mentioned him leaving the Giants. Good pickup. I don't know if you mentioned him or not. But yeah, tough tough schedule, tough roster right now. Trent Williams, shout out to Trent Williams. Talk about a dude who is just, just an animal. An absolute yeah, animal. Banger. Didn't leave for another team. Stuck it out in Washington. That is a man. I will still remember the day he punched Richard Sherman in the face. And that was one of the all-time moments. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. He's just an absolute animal. I remember there's one story about Trent uh, when he was at a club in Hawaii during the Pro Bowl. He got tased, and someone bashed a bottle over his head, and he doesn't go down, and he just starts a brawl in the club. I mean, he's just, he's just an absolute animal. He's just... Yeah. He's the dude you like on your line, for sure. Uh, if you yeah. could stay healthy, that'd be nice. Uh, but yeah, eight and eight, seven and nine to where I got him third place once again in the division. Not a whole, that's going to be the common theme. Not a whole lot of movement in this division um, right off the bat. Now, injuries aside, this is our way too early, no good for nothing predictions because anything can change in a New York minute. But that's where I've got him. Uh, where do you want to move to next? We got two main teams Eagles and your favorite, the Cowboys. Um, let's go to the lovely city of Philadelphia. Ah, brothers of love. All righty. Yeah. <laughs> The return of Deshaun Jackson, big storyline there. He's coming. Big up. story. You got Jordan Howard added to that, Malik Jackson, Vinnie Curry, Zach Brown. I mean, they had a, a pretty good offseason. You lose 
the depth piece at quarterback, which has been so crucial for them and Nick Foles, because um, you'd rather wrap, wrap Carson Wentz in bubble wrap if you're going to throw him out there, but not a whole lot of backup there. How do we feel about the Eagles, where they're heading in the direction this season? Um, I mean, I, I like the Eagles in, a, in a, what I would call a pretty weak division. Um, but the key is Carson Wentz. Can Carson Wentz finish a season? Can he can he withstand the beating that he takes? I mean, he holds on to the ball for a long time. He's very mobile. He's good at creating, but he takes a lot of shots. So, I mean, I think that's a big thing. Um, like you said, they picked up Malik Jackson. I love that defensive line as well. Um, I think the Skins have one of the best D-lines, but I also think the Eagles have one of the best D-lines in the NFL. Yeah. Um, so I love that. But... I don't know. It, it all comes down to Wentz for me. I, I, it's hard to predict. Yeah. Nate Sudfeld and Clayton Former skin. are their backup quarterbacks. So the linchpin is Carson Wentz and his health because this is their division for sure to win. But if he goes down, bye-bye. You might be in the bottom end of the barrel with a freaking New York Giants. And that is yeah. a fact. Oh, they could be. And and last year, they they, they had a slow start last year. Um, yes. They ended up making the playoffs, but that slow start really hurt them. It didn't look like they were going to make the playoffs. Had we not crumbled and gotten injured, they probably wouldn't have made the playoffs. Um, but one thing I will say is, I, I mean, I love the pickup of Jordan Howard. Yep. Somehow the Eagles just trade, like, six-round picks for running backs, like, like, if nothing, it pisses me off. I always see this, and I'm like, why aren't... I mean, not that the Skins need a running back, but I'm just like, why aren't the Skins making these trades? Like, whatever. Um, yeah. But the one thing I'll say also is with the NFC East, I mean, I'm not, like... I'm not really a trend person, and I don't, I don't believe, you know, year year after year really makes, like, a big difference. But I don't think there's been a back-to-back winner in the NFC East since, like, 2003. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So... There is that. It is their div- yeah, it's their division to win. I love the offensive. If Carson Wentz can stay healthy, you look at Jordan Howard in the running back, but then you got Alshon Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson, Nelson Aguilar, and Zach Ertz with that creative def- or offensive game planning. That could be explosive and a lot of fun to watch. But it all comes mm-hmm. down to that. Their schedule is tough, but all their tough games are at home, which is a huge benefit, especially for the Eagles. Yeah. Um, going into Philadelphia, it's a tough home crowd. They play all their tough games. I don't know how they got that at home for the most part. Um, so, yeah. yeah. But their, yeah, their receiving weapons are just absolutely sick. I do like that. And I just realized I made a mistake in what I just said. The Cowboys won the division last year anyway, so if the Eagles won, they'd still wouldn't be a repeat, repeat winner. So, yeah. Yeah, it's a tough, tough schedule, but a lot of games, a lot of their tough games, like, they have a tough, like, in the middle of their season, they play Bears, Patriots, Seahawks, but it's all at home. So it's all like, at home? Yeah, all at home. Wow. <laughs> And that's back to back to back to back. I mean, that's a huge victory yeah. for them because those are that is a gauntlet of three games, but also just awesome that you have that at home. All at home, yeah. And then you funny. go on the road to Miami the next week, and then the Giants. Like that is <laughs> towards the back end of their schedule. It is real nice. So yeah. tough schedule, but doing themselves some favors at home. Yeah, I had them winning like 10, 11 games if Wentz is healthy. Yeah, I got them at ten. Yeah, ten first division for me. All depends on Wentz, which leaves us with the Cowboys. This team, to me, is like the pit. They're not as good as like that 2001 Bucks team, but they are the perfect, like, their coach has, they've built a good team, but the coach is not the right coach to get them over the hurdle. Jason Garrett is a fine football coach. He's going to get you very consistently about the same, same kind of win-loss percentage, I feel like, as long as you give him a decent team to be around. 
This team, I don't think, has done enough to move the needle. And you got some players in some contracts here. We'll see what happens. They have got an absolute brutal of a schedule um, with a lot of tough away games. Like They're playing New England in November at New England. They're playing the Bears in December. Bear weather at Bears. Then they got the Rams right after that and the Eagles. I mean, they have got a brutal schedule. They do. But, I mean, like you said, they have built, like, a solid team. Um, they have Jason Garrett, who just can't motivate them to, get, to like, to get over the hurdle. You're right. And I like him, but it, I'm, I've never been this Dak Prescott guy. I, I really hope they do give him $30 million a year. That would be hysterical. Um, <laughs> They're going to do it. It's they are going to do it. They are. And they they built a sick defense. Jalen Smith is awesome. Everyone laughed at their pick last year, myself included, and Leighton late Van Der Esch, but he ended up being a stud, a really good player. <laughs> and he like, kind of pushed Sean Lee off the field. He gets injured all the time anyway. But, I mean, he kind of took Sean Lee's spot. I'm interested to see what Jason Witten does because that man, although he still had receptions in his final year, he couldn't move. Yeah, he is one directional. He ain't changing direction. He's DJ Metcalf no. out there in whatever his age is, 40-year-old body or whatever he is. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's – I mean, you look at it, you replace Beasley with Randall Cobb, which – Randall Cobb. Yeah. You got Amari Cooper. Yeah, I think Beasley was underrated to begin with. I'd agree. Yeah, 100%. Uh, Amari Cooper came on strong for them towards the end of the season, so you hope it's there. But yeah, Dak Prescott, I'm not a big Dak Prescott believer either. Zeke's a beast, but who knows what will what will happen with him. And he could, in week four, have an off-the-field incident and be suspended the rest of the season. So who knows with him. Um, that, and I know Zeke's only played three years, and he is a freak of nature. He is a freak specimen. But, I mean, he has had so many carries in his young NFL career that it's just well, eventually, I think he will hit a wall. I still think he's the, he's too young to be hitting that wall anytime soon, but he's had a lot of carries on that body. Yeah. I got them at like nine-ish wins, probably. I mean, Me too. They've Eight got a nine. gauntlet of schedule, but yeah, that feels about right. <laughs> Second mm-hmm. in the division type of deal. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's our divisional breakdown. We got Eagles, Cowboys, Redskins, and the New York football Jets, who hard winners. Giants. Giants. Giants, not Jets. Man, oh man. <laughs> it's all terrible in New York. New York, if you're a New York fan, just give up. Like, there is no happiness in New York. <laughs> I think the Yankees are good. That's it. Yeah, the Yankees are good. Whipty freaking. That's literally it. Yeah. They got, the Rangers got Artemi Panarin, but, I mean. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> all right, moving on to our big board segment. This week, we got a good topic. So, the topic for our big board, ranking your top three. If you could go back in any time to watch a sporting event, what would you go to or watch? Should I start with number three? Like my, my yeah. third? Third to best. Okay. For me, number three, the 2006 Rose Bowl game between USC and Texas. Reggie Bush, Vince Young, Matt Liner. Did I just steal it? No, I have them at two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That game was awesome. Yep. Being there just would have been unreal. I remember watching it. I think I was 13 years old or, I don't know, 14 years old, and I was just blown away by that game. Yep. I mean, one that's the best bowl game there is. I mean, when you got the sunset over those mountains, it's usually perfect weather. That is arguably the best college football game ever. I mean, just the pros that were on the field and the game yes. itself. Phenomenal. I still watch that 30 for 30 like all the time. Um, yeah, I had that as my number two. I, I got another replacement in there. <laughs> but, yeah, awesome pick. All right, all right, good one. My number three, it's a homer pick to start it off. Red Sox versus Yankees, game seven, ALCS. It was an absolute blowout. 
But it would have been awesome at my like eleven year old self when like baseball was everything. Like I could have told you the batting average, like anything about every player on that team. Um, and to come back from that 0-4 sweep in Yankee Stadium, like that would have been awesome, I think, to see, even though it was a complete blowout. Still would have been an awesome moment to be a part of. Yeah, that's definitely a good one. And I don't want to lose the Joe Buck. Red Sox fans have been waiting to hear it. Red Sox are the world champions. Like that call still gives me chills. I still want to want to hear that on TV. So that's why I didn't go with the World Series pick. But that was an awesome game. So yeah, for sure. Definitely a good one. Um, for me, number two, um, this is going way back, way before either one of us were alive. Um, actually, no, sorry. We were alive. But we were young. Actually, I don't even know if we were alive. So I'm not sure. <laughs> but Buster Douglas versus Mike Tyson. Um, one of the biggest upsets in boxing history. Uh, my dad, big-time boxing mark. He tells me about it. Um, I, I wish I was there. That would have been awesome. I've always wanted to go to like some legendary boxing match, and it's it's kind of like a dying sport in a way. So I, I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to. So yeah, I wish I was in that building for that. Yeah, that would have been an awesome event to see. And to say that you were there would be very cool. And one of yes. the all-time great boxing matches. Um, my number two is the shot. Michael Jordan, 1989, against the Cavs, trailing 199. I would have loved to been in that moment and be like, I was there when... Michael Jordan obviously was a, a good player at that time, but I feel like that was the moment that just set off the legendary status of Michael Jordan. I agree. And to be there for that shot, him jumping in the air, giving the fist pump, would have been awesome to see. So that's my number two. Absolutely. Definitely a classic. I also did want to pick a Jordan one, but I couldn't like think of one specific yeah, one. It's tough. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I was thinking about, you know, his last game was a bull. Um, that'd be a good one, but... Oh. Um, I, I had to do it for my number one. Um, I, I think it's probably pretty fucking obvious. It was only a year ago, but Capitals winning the Stanley Cup. Um, it's kind of lame because obviously I'm going to pick that, but when it's like the only team that you've ever seen win, it, it's pretty big. So yeah, that I, I wish I wish I could go back in time and then I just spent the money and just fucking gone. That's fair. I was a little nervous you might still mind. I'm staying in the same realm. 1980 Miracle on Ice, USA mm -hmm. beats Russia. Three to four. That would have been an all-time moment to be in Salt Lake in the United States when they beat them yes. would have been bananas. <laughs> bananas. That's like a game where you hear about like people who don't even like watch hockey or anything. They can still tell you where they were. Yep. Yeah. All-time moment. Definitely wasn't alive for that, but would have been sweet if I could go back in time and be like get a ticket to that game and then go out. Could you imagine going out drinking that night? I could. Yeah. It must have been absolutely insane. <laughs> bananas. All right. Well. Good top three. I like all those. Um, For sure. Wrapping it up, final thoughts. Got any final thoughts before we head into the 4th of July weekend? Um, nothing really. Be safe. Don't blow your hands off. Not worth it. Yeah, very true. I got one, and this is this could go under the category of Nate missed because I meant to bring it up last week when we were talking college World Series. I can't believe that in college baseball, they're still allowed to use aluminum bats. That is madness. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. Yeah. It sounds awesome when the bats are chirping and you hear that pop off the aluminum. But those are some big freaking dudes. And that, that exit velocity has got to be wicked fast off that bat. <laughs> that's I agree. That, it's, it's a good point. They, they are big boys. And you kind of see college sports kind of like a lot of sports like basketball. You know, they're moving back to three-point line, just toughening their gains because yes. athletes these days are just too good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I would probably have no problem giving them some wooden bats. Yeah. It was – yeah. When I remembered that, I was like, this is absolutely – <laughs> like how do they not have netting around the entire field like i'd be wearing a helmet if i was a pitcher oh yeah that thing coming back yeah. off an aluminum bat do you remember you and i were 
freaking all-star baseball players or anything, but do you remember when we made the switch to big barrels? All of a sudden, you feel like you were on steroids when you connected with a ball. That ball blew off your bat. Unreal. I can't believe they're still playing with them, but that was my... Yeah, problem. that's crazy. Yeah, I had that. Yeah, be safe. Don't pull, uh, don't pull a JPP and blow off the yeah, don't this weekend. That. Make sure you're, you're using fireworks safely, and uh, we'll see you next week. Peace. Bye.